we're seeing cause advocacy and impact as a really, really important mover for the younger generation. And as millennials come into their wealth over the coming decades, upwards of $30 trillion, in fact, I think it's going to create a major shift in how money moves and where it goes. So nonprofits, they want to stay, stay relevant, should really take note of those payment trends and make sure they're meeting this younger generation where they are. Inform, inspire, and evolve. Welcome to Creating Community for Good, a podcast dedicated to philanthropy, the love of humankind. Join host Lindsay Simons in a friendly conversation about contributing to good as we bring together community, positivity, and energy to the business of generosity. Welcome your host, Lindsay Simons. Hi, this is Lindsay Simons, your host of the Creating Community for Good podcast. Today's episode is about millennial behavior, micro donations, and the great transfer of wealth. Millennials have surpassed baby boomers as the nation's largest living adult generation, according to the population estimates from the U.S. Census Bureau, as reported April 28, 2020. Millennials, defined as ages 23 to 38 in 2019, numbered 72.1 million. And boomers, ranging from 55 to 73, numbered 71.6 million. Generation X, ages 39 to 54, numbered 65.2 million and is the projected generation to next pass the boomers by 2028. Millennials are engaged and passionate about giving. 82% of millennials reported that they gave to nonprofits in the previous years. With 92% of millennials owning a smartphone and 85% using social media, there's no doubt that their tech-savvy behavior should be catered to in philanthropy as well. So today I ask, how does the millennial behavior and the concept of one-click engagement impact giving? Does it really matter? As a contrast to last week's episode about multi-year major gift pledges and capital campaigns, today we talk about transactional yet significant giving stemming from triple bottom line motivations as well as conscious consumerism, plus the tech and trends behind it. My guest is Richie Kendall, the Chief User Experience Officer and co-founder of Cheerful, a good world company. While we only met recently, he and I both grew up in Colorado and graduated from the University of Denver around the same time. Come with me as he teaches me more about microgiving. Richie poses that this type of giving is actually revolutionizing philanthropy. Let's hear why. Welcome to Creating Community for Good podcast, a podcast dedicated to philanthropy, the love of humankind. With this intention to inform, inspire, and evolve, let's begin. Richie, thank you for joining us. You have been introduced to me through friends of friends, and I've really enjoyed getting to know you over the last year and learning about how you're making a difference in giving socially, online, with influencers, millennials. There's a lot to learn for those who are listening. But yeah, today we're just going to have a nice conversation and see if we can learn a little bit as we go. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. Yeah, awesome. So I want to start, Richie, with just understanding your background, if you can share with folks where you grew up, because you know I love a little Colorado shout-out. That's a Colorado girl. And how you found philanthropy. I, I know you've shared some personal stories with me in the past. And I'm, I'm just curious to know about your motivation and your tick. What makes you tick? Absolutely. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you know, everyone's path to philanthropy is different. And 
my my path starts as sort of a, a a young studio artist. To be honest, I I grew up as a as a creative person, and I I had an experience about six years old that I don't think many people have, and that was my my father was diagnosed with stage four colon cancer, and I lost him about a week before before Christmas. I remember just sort of starting to grapple even at, at that young of an age with some of the big existential questions, right? You know, we're not, we're not here forever and, and life is very precious and it can be, it can be taken away. His death ended up propelling me into, I think a little bit of a, a different life. And that that's a life that was seeking meaning. And because I had creative pursuits and outlets from a young age, I, I was immediately sort of using those, those skills and, and talents in ways that were meaningful to me. And that was doing everything from some creative work for nonprofits as early as high school, taking on my own clients as a, as a web designer, a logo designer, and a marketer. And I went to the University of Denver for college, double majored in business and electronic media arts and design. We kind of landed a dream job out of college uh, at, a, at a film production studio where I quickly became the head of head of post-production doing everything from you know motion graphics to editing branded content uh, feature length documentaries and 30 second commercials so it's taking a lot of those skills and bringing them over into some of my freelance work uh, with nonprofits and after about eight years at that company, kind of hit the ceiling and brought all those skills towards the tech sector um, where I started building this, this brand called Cheerful Giving. That's, that's sort of the beginning of that story. Yeah, it's a great story. It was, I'm sure, a very painful and pivotal time for you, but how wonderful that you were awakened to creating a life with purpose and meaning at such a young age. Tell us about Cheerful. It's primarily used by millennials. And you've got some pretty interesting stats about who millennials giving trends and how Cheerful engages with that and, and meets that target or that statistic, I should say. Absolutely. Well, philanthropy in general is going through a major transformation, just like a lot of the really important industries, uh, you know, starting with, with payments. You're seeing some pretty significant trends in, in payments or a credit card based model into what we call an ACH or a bank transfer model. I'm sure, you know, many of your listeners are familiar with Venmo, Cash App, and some of the micro investing and savings tools out there like Acorns, Robinhood, Stash. And these, these trends are really significant because in an industry like philanthropy, Philanthropy is kind of a laggard industry. So anything that is happening in payments will ultimately kind of make its way to the giving space. So while we're seeing younger people signing up for, for Venmo and sending themselves money, what, what me and my business partners identified pretty early on is that these trends would make their way to the philanthropic sector. That there would be no need for an individual to either write a check or or use their credit card to make a donation through an online form. And then in fact, they could just move money directly from bank to bank. To bank. 
So money's going straight to the cause. And also we're seeing a major trend in what the social social revolution has, has kind of delivered. Big social media has changed the way we interact. Uh, that's it's just a fact. Now we have you know instant communications with anyone in the world with a couple taps, um, whether that's you know by tagging someone on on Twitter or it's it's aggregating a big list of followers on on, on Facebook or Instagram. The power of an individual to move and mobilize and galvanize energy is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. So all of that means that these trends are shaping a new generation and a new, a new way of interacting with one another. And when it comes to making the world a better place, this has major consequences. It's sort of a, I guess you could call it a, a revolution in philanthropy where big grand experiments can be done, where an individual like an Elon Musk can make a statement that he just planted 1 million trees. And next thing you know, you have three other multimillionaire or billionaires planting a few million trees for their entire followings to, to kind of track as well. So that's just one example. I mean, obviously, the Me Too movement, March for Our Lives, uh, Black Lives Matter, the disaster relief efforts of the major hurricanes over the last couple of years, and they saw insane engagement in a sort of social donations front as well as a crowdfunding type format. So for example, GoFundMe, I think 50% of all donors on GoFundMe were, were millennials and Gen X. That's a pretty good percentage considering the, the volume that GoFundMe does. And actually 82% of millennials reported giving to charity. So that's a, actually a higher percentage as compared to other generations, even though millennials have less money than previous generations. So we're seeing cause advocacy and impact as a really, really important mover for the younger generation. And as millennials come into their wealth over the coming decades, upwards of $30 trillion, in fact, I think it's going to create a major shift in how money moves and where it goes. So nonprofits, they want to stay stay relevant, should really take note of those payment trends and make sure they're meeting this younger generation where they are. Yeah, the great transfer of wealth is sort of what you've referred to there. And I just think it's so amazing to consider what that will look like over time and how it will be different than it's ever been before. Giving is already changing through apps like Cheerful and crowdsourcing. Tell us about how does Cheerful actually work? Sure. Yeah. To give you a little bit of a pull behind the curtain here, we have a private and a public strategy, so to speak. So, you know, our platform is really, it's a, it's an all-in-one ecosystem for charitable giving where donors can come to cheerfulgiving.com and can give to any one of, you know, our 3000 leading charities and can manage those donations through a single account, you know, similar to like a, a PayPal for, for giving, so to speak. Or like a donor advice fund. Totally. Yep, yeah, exactly. Now we've made the user experience 
really mobile forward and really geared towards this next generation. So mm-hmm. it's not like you have to have a huge bank account, go through a donor advised fund to, to sort of get your money moving, right? Mm-hmm. This is more like you, you just open the app and you can tap a button to make a quick transfer. Couple dollars, yeah. couple hundred dollars. Does it matter the amount? It doesn't matter. And to be honest, we're building our experience around, I guess you could call it sort of like a, an impact score where it doesn't matter the actual amount of money that, that you're able to move. It, it matters what kind of engagement you're having, maybe the size and scope of your goals and how you're meeting those impact goals. So it, it really is a, it's a meritocracy of impact depending on what your capacity is. I love that. And you're a UX guy, user experience, chief experience officer. At yeah. yeah. So that, that, I guess that's a good segue to, you know, some really exciting news. And at, as of December 23rd, cheerful giving was acquired by MasterCard backed Goodworld, uh, you know, leading social donations platform. Goodworld is a platform that allows individuals to make a donation on social media just by typing in hashtag. So hashtag donate will let you make a, do- a seamless donation and any future donation, you just type hashtag donate and, and that will make a, make a transfer. So it was a really, really powerful fit because this tool among others at Goodworld really fill out uh, our all-in-one giving suite. Mm-hmm. And some of the strategic partners and backers of Goodworld are just great, great sort of provide great vertical innovation. MasterCard being a good example. We're now working with MasterCard on integrating, you know, charitable e-commerce experiences so that individuals can make a difference when they're buying a pair of shoes or they're buying, you know, hand lotion online. So how does Cheerful integrate to Goodworld? It's a, one of the companies under Goodworld. And then there is another corporate social responsibility or CSR element to Goodworld. Yeah, I just find it's really interesting to learn about the business of philanthropy and how there's actually a corporate and you know business brands far beyond you know nonprofit and a donor, but there is now this whole ecosystem that goes in between. Tell us about like give us some insights as to what's happening in the market and how do these all come together? Absolutely, and and to kind of piggyback on our discussion earlier, mm-hmm. because the space is changing so dramatically it requires an equally flexible and audacious effort to meet those changes. So what, what good world, what the real mission of good world is, is to make giving easier, right? That's, that's a no brainer. But what does that mean? How can we make giving easier as a part of your everyday life? Well, we don't want to have to go somewhere to fill out a long online form to make a donation. We want you to be able to tap a checkbox when you're, when you're at a checkout or maybe even when you hit a certain life milestone or, or when it's your birthday, you have a seamless opportunity to make a difference or solicit you know, your network to make a difference on your behalf. So in terms of how that all plays into sort of the burgeoning business of, of philanthropy, your viewers may know corporate social responsibility is a mandate there's an entirely new mandate within the the entire corporatocracy, if you will, that requires companies to think about their stakeholders, not just their shareholders. And it's also equally as important to engage 
younger people, Gen X and millennials in the workforce so that they can drive purpose and really create meaning within the workplace. And that all comes down to finding shared, shared goals and areas of impact that companies can offer their employees to get involved, whether that's you know, a volunteer day every quarter where they all go out to support a community organization, or it's crowdfunding campaigns where perhaps the company will match gifts of all the employees to reach, to reach philanthropic goals. Those are just a couple examples. I mean, we're, we're integrating even more clever and seamless ways to create impact within the business. As an example, we have a tool that allows a company to sync up their corporate card so that whenever they use that card, whether it's for a company meal or travel or hotel booking, when they swipe that card, the spare change rounded to the nearest dollar will get donated. And all those swipes, they, they really add up. The average gift per credit card, once it's linked, is around $20 to $30 a month. Wow. And because it's on a, you know, it's just on a kind of recurring basis, it doesn't require an opt-in every time you swipe. It's almost as if the business is powering a cause just by going about its, its every day. Right. And that's, that's just, you know, it's just one example. So, Richie, how do nonprofits who are listening integrate Cheerful? And how do they get to benefit from the Roundup campaigns and from the social media giving opportunities and, and sort of all that's going on with your company? Yeah, no, thank you for asking because we built our platform on the foundation of the nonprofit's needs. So, before anything, Cheerful and Good World is a platform that provides an all-in-one fundraising suite for nonprofits. It's specifically built for nonprofits. So from a donor CRM, customer relationship management software, to online giving pages, embeddable forms, membership management, text to give, events and ticketing, and auctions, we provide the entire suite in a nonprofit-first format. So nonprofits are really invited into a tent where they can, one, lower their existing IT and platform costs by consolidating their solutions into one place. But then also, we're now integrating these, these other components like companies, CSR, social donations, in a way where we'll just be value-add, right? Where our marketplace of donors, our marketplace of companies are now supporting your cause is part of an all-in-one ecosystem. So we're really trying to provide value from the top and the bottom. And we think that that's really the future of impact is working together. So Facebook has online giving, as we all know. They're sort of leading the way. Giving Tuesday was a very interesting partnership two years ago where Facebook offered to match donations up to a certain amount or a certain number of organizations. It was filled within seconds of the start time on Giving Tuesday. And it was a great opportunity for nonprofits to get matching donations and to activate their community online. The biggest issue I see with that is that Facebook doesn't give you the contact information and identities of who's given. So it's not actually... It's a fundraising purely strategy as opposed to a lead generation and a way to to really cultivate new prospective donors. Tell me about... Do you have the same limits? Do you share contact information? Or how do you see 
cheerful as a lead generator for nonprofits? Thank you for asking that because that that is the issue with with big social and and big data. To be honest, they're not nonprofit first. While of course we as nonprofit leaders appreciate the amount of generosity that these platforms are able to unlock. It's truly unprecedented. However, those companies, whether it's a part of the business model or or for whatever other reasons, it's so important for them to control the data that they won't even make it available to the impact partners, right? And that doesn't further the mission of of nonprofits. If, If they're looking to steward and create relationships over time, you know, it's going to be increasingly important that, that they are able to build those relationships as opposed to having a middleman controlling the relationship. So we take a different tack. We provide the contact information of every donor that supports the nonprofit. And of course, if the donor wants to stay anonymous, that's totally up to them. But in terms of the actual data, we believe that a shared data ecosystem is, is just of higher integrity. And it also, it also just, aligns incentives and really makes it possible for relationships to be built. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. I really appreciate that. I'm working with a small nonprofit in Marin as a fundraising strategy consultant. And they do tremendous work, but they're so small that they need more donors. So I'm wondering, do you have a pathway as an example that could be used in this scenario that others might adopt also? For how can you build recognition of a nonprofit and do marketing via crowdsource or online or cheerful fundraising? So how is that how does that market play a role in building awareness and building philanthropy? Yeah. And that's that's honestly that's you know, it's a it's an issue that many small nonprofits, medium-sized nonprofits are are dealing with is is acquisition. You know, mm-hmm. Growth in general is the primary challenge of any enterprise, nonprofit or you know, or for profit. So that's that's the issue we are really working to tackle is how can we bring a community to important causes on the ground, you know, in small communities across the United States or you know, larger institutions. And it's a project that we're we've really just started venturing on is building up the community so that individuals are coming in telling the platform what causes they care about whether they are being acquired through a an e-commerce experience you know on a on a mastercard secure remote commerce funnel or they are they're coming into the platform through through other means through a crowdfunding platform that their friend posted or you know through an through an online giving form of a nonprofit so we're we're building up that community so that we can really cross pollinate a lot of the giving opportunities so that people understand, Hey, I've, I've been following this cause and supporting this cause for some period of time. And now look, I just got recommended one, another one right in my area who might be doing similarly or at least important work. So how does that work? Is that something that you guys generate on your own? Is it artificial intelligence? Are there ads or how would that happen behind the scenes? Yeah. So for example, let's say, once we launch our e-commerce checkout with MasterCard merchants, an individual who's buying a, maybe a pair of sneakers through, through, through a partner vendor you know, would agree to round up that purchase to plant a tree in North America, right? Well, 
once they've opted in to plant that tree, now they have a philanthropic profile that they can start building. Mm-hmm. And they would receive an email with the notification that they've planted this tree. They can just click a button. When they click that button, they'll be brought through just a series of steps to complete the profile from asking them what causes do you care about to hear some nonprofits that you may want to support or, or keep track of. And over time, it becomes an increasingly social ecosystem. So that individual can see other people maybe in their networks through Facebook social sign-on or, or through you know Instagram or LinkedIn integration so that you can actually see the activity of others, including businesses and influencers. And we think that that will, that will, that transparency, that sense of transparency that social media provides will create a new type of meritocracy where it's not just competing for how many followers, you you know, you can have, how big is your audience, but how much impact can you make as, as an individual? Yeah, super interesting. So I guess what you could do is determine who are the partners, who are the retail partners with good world and then advocate the nonprofit could create some kind of partnership to advocate for that nonprofit to pop up. Absolutely. And, and, you know, every business has areas of impact that they care about. And so we're about facilitating those relationships and there's, there's a ton of value share. Nonprofits can bring huge communities of supporters to support local businesses or brands and obviously, the brands have huge workforces, have huge consumer bases that they can mobilize to support impact. So it's sort of this very mutually benefiting relationship that has, I think, yet to be unlocked in the way that it should. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. I feel like there's so much to be done there that figuring out how to create those win-win partnerships seems to be a pretty burgeoning field, I guess, you know, not knowing how to start those relationships. And we're seeing it in the, in creative, clever marketing today. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at Acorns, for example, they have thousands of brand integrations where brands will invest in you, will put money in your investment accounts when you make a purchase of, of something or you sign up or you share with a friend. So imagine an ecosystem that is rewarding impact where perhaps you could convert one of your credit cards into an impact rewards card. And whenever you use it, whenever you round up, or maybe when you buy from a certain vendor, that vendor will donate to your cause. Right. And so now not only are you creating impact just by going about your daily life, it's not even coming out of your wallet and they're unlocking other types of rewards, promo codes, discounts, gift cards, and other opportunities that add value to your life. That's super interesting. So how do you get one of those? The, like the impact credit cards? Yeah. So right now, you can literally convert an existing card into a impact card. So that if you go to cheerfulgiving.com, you can pick any credit card at an issuing bank and make it so that that card rounds up every time you use it. I really don't want to make this like a marketing and branding conversation. I'm sorry if it's too heavy for those oh. who are or for you, but I just find this technology and the business strategy so fascinating that people should be aware of what's going on and all these creative innovations in business that tie back to impact. I mean, I'm so inspired by what you guys are doing. Yeah, thank you. We, we, we have an extremely inspired team. Yeah. Um, coming together with Good World has sort of doubled our capacity. 
obviously we're, we're in this for the long haul and, and are just audacious in our, in our appetite for transforming the space and making it so that giving an impact is as easy as tapping a button or maybe even easier. Yeah. That's so cool. I'm just so glad that we connected. I want to do a shout out to Jason Grad for connecting us. He and I met at South by Southwest. I was at a barbecue and he showed up, sat down across from me and said, Hey, who are you? What do you do? And how can I help you? And I just loved the culture. One of your co-founders, I should say, for those who don't know, his sentiment was, what can I do to help you in whatever you're doing? And it was, he didn't even know who I was or that I was working on impact or philanthropy. It was just, there's a spirit of how can we all rise together by starting a conversation, by offering to help as opposed to what do you do and how cool are you? And do I want to hang out with you or not? Or just move to the next person. Yeah. Giving, giving and giving, give for the give first mentality is what makes the world go round. And, and there's some pretty, pretty existential philosophical underlying components to that, that we don't, we could get to on another call, but yeah. that's what, that's what life is. It is just giving for re-giving forever. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think, um, with my, with the clients that I'm working with, I always tell whoever is fundraising or the leadership team, make sure that as you're talking about your needs and the impact the organization has, it's asking them, how would this help advance your impact mission or your personal fantasy, or what can I do to help you? Who do you, who are you working on connecting with? Or what's your, what's your work? What's your world? How can I offer help or, or, you know, support networks, resources, anything. And that's the best way to ask for money is to, to offer and to create a true connection. It's symbiotic and not just asking, 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 but it's actually giving, giving, giving. And then it comes back tenfold. It always does. So it, it works as you said. Oh, it's, it's absolutely right. Shift the mentality. Totally. Totally. All right. I always end the calls with what's a shout out that you want to give. So speaking of giving first, who would you give accolades to either a person or a company or a cause that you just want to raise awareness about, or that you want to give a shout out to? Yeah. I, my mind just, just initially just went immediately to, to one tree planted. I think that just the concept of alleviating climate change by something as simple as planting trees. And this is what the scientific community has, has more or less told us is that we, if we just can plant a lot of trees, we can alleviate some of the serious issues. I think just getting back to the basics there is so important. And One Tree Planted is just a, a partner of ours that we just recently partnered on a, a gifts feature that lets you send a gift, an e-card to, to a loved one and plant trees on their behalf. And, you know, saw an awesome uptick in, in those gifts over the, over the holidays and on Valentine's day and, and got to share in a lot of the love that was being spread just by people planting trees on behalf of each other all over the world. I love that. All right. Great shout out. Thank you. Are you open to people contacting you? And if so, how can they, or what can they do to learn more about what you Totally. Uh, honestly, anyone can email me directly. I'm sort of a give first gentleman myself. So yeah. if you have any, anything you're looking to troubleshoot or want to get involved in the movement anyway, you can email me directly. That's Richie at cheerfulgiving.com. You can also connect with Good World and Cheerful you know, through our websites and social channels at cheerfulgiving.com or 
goodworld.me. Awesome. I love it. Well, you are a giver. I appreciate you giving time and energy and a couple of strategic conversations prior about this. I so appreciate you. And I send you and your wife all the best. Thank you, Lindsay. Have a great day. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard, let me know. Send me a message at LinkedIn or write me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find me at lindsaysimonsconsulting.com. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you're curious about a topic and would like to learn more about it, let me know. I'd be happy to look for an awesome guest where we can explore conversations of interest. Also, if you're interested in becoming a guest, let's talk. Go to www.creatingcommunityforgood.com. Thank you and have a wonderful day. With this latest valuable episode, we'd love to thank you for joining us on the Creating Community for Good podcast. If you found today's show valuable, simply visit our website, creatingcommunityforgood.com to leave a review as well as to get access to additional resources and relevant links from this show. Stay tuned for more episodes.